In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who comes so that we might have the change that we need. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, it's not very often that you meet a girl with a Tennessee accent whose name is Oksana. However, if you met this particular Oksana, you would notice that she has a Tennessee accent. And so it's kind of a little bit different. And you begin to kind of wonder, how does somebody whose name is Oksana end up sounding like that? And so you begin to wonder and you begin to ask questions and you begin to find out what her story was. And her story is actually that she was not born in Tennessee, but rather she was born in a poor little village in Russia. And actually her parents couldn't take care of her at all. And because of that, they had to send her off to a Russian orphanage. And she lived in that Russian orphanage until she was about nine years old. And she tells these stories about being an orphan in Russia, in, in this particular orphanage, which was in a poor town. It was a poor orphanage. Things were just not good. I mean, it, it was basically the caricature of poor rough Russian orphanage that you probably already have in your mind. Things so bad as that they didn't even have individual toothbrushes. But rather they had to share their toothbrushes with other people, other orphans in the orphanage. And so you can imagine the joy that Oksana had when these foreign missionaries came to her orphanage. And they were just there on one of those sort of uh, one of those trips that uh, Christians take to other countries, and they bring stuff along with them. And uh, there, they brought to this orphanage all of these shoe boxes that were filled with stuff from their church back in the United States. And they handed each one of these kids one of these boxes. And all of the kids got to open up a box and find in there all of this different stuff that maybe seemed like trinkets to the American kids that had originally packaged those boxes. But to people like Oksana, seemed like a pretty big deal. Because when Oksana opened up her shoebox and she looked inside there, she saw something that none of us will get excited about on Christmas morning. She opened it up and she found a toothbrush. A toothbrush that was all hers. And it was a little thing. And she even understood that it maybe wasn't the biggest thing in the world, but it was big to her. Because it signaled a change for her. It signaled a change in the way that she saw the world. All of a sudden, the world wasn't a cold, hard place that didn't care about her. But here was some stranger who felt enough about her, even without knowing her, to pack her this box that was filled with good stuff including a toothbrush. So later on, she ends up getting getting adopted by one of those missionaries that 
kept on coming back to the orphanage year after year after year. And soon after that, she grew up in, in the state of Tennessee. She actually went on a few of these mission trips herself. And then she grew up, of course, to be a dentist. Partially because this change that had happened in her life. And as you hear that story, and as you consider the change that maybe she went through on that day when she opened up that shoebox, maybe you're kind of wanting a little bit of change yourself. As I was thinking about this season as I was thinking about Advent and Christmas and all of the different stuff that goes along with this and I was talking with uh, one of the students that, that I talk with on a pretty regular basis and we were talking about Christmas and how it had become just just utterly uh, consumer based and um, how the whole like war on Christmas thing actually seemed to even make it worse and uh, all of that talk about how there's a war on Christmas uh, we thought it's, it's just getting even farther away from what it means to be Christmas. And we both expressed to one another how we were so fed up with this Christmas season, this leading up to Christmas season, where we didn't feel changed. Because that's what we really wanted. You see, what we really want is a Christmas season where we feel like we're changed. If you don't believe me, just watch a few Christmas movies this afternoon. Movie after movie after movie. It's a story about change. It's a story about how the magic of this season is going to lead us into some sort of life-changing event. And so maybe we'll meet an angel on a bridge... And that angel on the bridge is going to show us what our life would be like if we were not around anymore. Or maybe we will meet three ghosts, Christmas past and future, present. And, and that's going to change our lives in such a way that we stop being Ebenezer Scrooge and we turn into, well, Ebenezer Scrooge after Or, whatever your favorite Christmas movie is, mine is A Christmas Story. And you finally get that BB gun. And you almost do shoot your eye out. (laughs) You see, what we're looking for so much in this season is that that feeling of change. The feeling that, that something's going to be different. Because I don't know about your life, but my life, well, it needs something different. My life is pretty tired with sin. My life is pretty overburdened with all of those sins that I'm still trying to wrestle with, even today. My life feels like if I could just wake up on Christmas morning and everything could be different, that that would be such a good thing. 
And so we go about our lives looking for different things that could change our circumstances or who we are or where we're stuck. And that's where the psalm reading comes in. The psalm reading comes from uh, Psalm 146. And it says, Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God as long as I have my being. Put not your trust in princes. In the Son of Man, in whom there is no salvation. And so as I think about the change that I want to see in my life, as I think about the change that would be so good, if, as I think about the change that I want to happen on that Christmas morning, so often I have to say, that's where my trust is. It's in people. It's in stuff. And maybe that's the way that it is for you, too. Maybe not. Maybe you're a whole lot better than me. Awesome. But when I look at this, I begin to think, yeah, I try to put my trust in other people and and the way that other people might treat me. I try to put my trust in myself sometimes. I make myself into my own prince. And I try to make that change my circumstances around me. I try to put my trust in maybe all of the stuff that I'm going to get this Christmas. Although, probably not this year. Nothing really that big on my Christmas list. But maybe there is for you. And there's a danger there. There's a danger of thinking that whatever that thing is that you're putting your trust in, that that's going to do it. That that's going to change you. That everything is going to be good after that. That everything is going to be righteous after that. That everything is going to be happy after that. Because you're going to wake up on Christmas morning and you're going to find out that you almost shot yourself in the eye. Unless you're looking to the Lord. That's what the psalm says. I like this psalm. I don't preach on psalms very often because a lot of them, honestly, little secret, sound a little bit repetitive to me. But this one I like because it sets up, do not put your trust in these princes. Do not put your trust in this stuff. Do not put your stuff in your trust in this stuff of the world. Do not put your trust even in Christmas. But put your trust in the Lord. And it goes on there and it tells you who to look for. It says, the Lord sets the prisoners free. 
The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteousness. The Lord watches over the sojourners. He upholds the widow and the fatherless. But the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. The Lord will reign forever. This Christmas, it can be dangerous for us to look to the princes of Christmas. The Santa Claus. The Christmas trees. The family. And to somehow think that all of those things are going to make everything good. Because they're not. That's kind of a downer message for Pink Candle Sunday. But here's the message that makes this such a great Sunday. Here's the message that makes this a day that we can say, Praise the Lord! The message is that there is somebody who will change your life. There is something that can change your life. And that is Jesus. That is the Lord. He's the one who's going to set you free. He's the one who's going to take the blinders off. He's the one who's going to preach good news to you. That's what he was telling John. He was saying, it's time to get out the pink candle, buddy. It ain't Christmas. But it's me being here. To forgive sins and to set you at peace. And if you let that sit in your heart this Christmas, if you let Him sit in your heart this Christmas, well, it just might change you. <laughs>